RTHK, the 11 o'clock news with Andrew Sharofsky. Tonight's headlines, the government proposes setting up a special office to regulate crowdfunding. Health officials announce a new primary health care blueprint, and a medical expert calls for a mechanism for cross-border organ donations after a four-month-old Hong Kong girl becomes the first recipient here of an organ from the mainland. The government has proposed setting up a special office to regulate crowdfunding. Most campaigns would have to apply to it for permission to raise funds. The public has been given three months to respond to the proposals, as Natalie Ching reports. The government says some of the more popular online crowdfunding activities pose risks to public interest and safety, and regulation can prevent people from engaging in fraudulent activities or jeopardizing national security. To achieve this, it's proposed setting up a crowdfunding affairs office to vet applications. Factors such as the would-be crowdfunder's honesty, reputation and reliability would be considered, along with the risks brought about by the activity to public interest and safety. But the new regulations won't apply to commercial fundraising activities in the market or activities widely recognized by society, as well as sudden charitable projects. Health officials have announced a raft of measures in a new primary health care blueprint, including a three-year chronic disease co-care pilot scheme, where patients at district health centers deemed to be at risk of hypertension or diabetes will be subsidized for screenings and treatment by private doctors. Authorities will also push forward with the partnership between district health centers and private clinics to promote a family doctor for all concept. Announcing the policy blueprint, Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao said the new measures were aimed at shifting the focus of the healthcare system to prevention and early treatment. Primary health care is different from the traditional treatment-based system because primary health care focuses on prevention and early detection and diagnosis, especially using chronic diseases such as hypertension and diabetes as example. If you can detect and diagnose these two conditions early, you will be able to avoid complication. In that sense, that will help us in the long run, not just to improve our people's health, save life, but also to save money in our overall public health care expenditure. Medical and health services sector lawmaker David Lamb says the government will need to implement measures to change people's habits for the blueprint to be successful. He says people should develop a habit of consulting a designated family doctor instead of going to different general practitioners or the public health care system. Many people just go and doctor shop around. So they have a like a general practitioner or a GP. So this is not the correct way of seeing doctors because we understand that diseases doesn't go away just like in a minute. The blueprint gives you a direction. It paints a picture that is nice to have, but then it doesn't really solve any problem if we do not implement something useful. So it all depends how we strategize in order to make people understand that they should have a family doctor and they can make use of the community healthcare system to take care of their own health. A medical expert says the heart transplant performed on a four-month-old baby with an organ donated from the mainland has provided a good opportunity for authorities to set up a mechanism for further sharing of organs between the mainland and the SAR. Dr. Albert Chan, clinical professor in the Department of Surgery at the University of Hong Kong, made the comment just days after the Children's Hospital received a heart from a child who had died in an accident on the mainland and implanted the organ into a baby girl here, who had suffered from heart failure. Mr. Chan noted that it was the first ever organ donation Hong Kong had received from the mainland. 
Of course, it was done under exceptional circumstances, but it also provides a good opportunity. Hong Kong's organ donation rate is very low. If the SAR can follow up on this matter and set up a clear and transparent mechanism so more organs donated from the mainland could help Hong Kong people, it'd be very encouraging news. And to the weather report, fine and dry, but becoming cloudy overnight with a minimum temperature of about 13 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories. Sunny intervals tomorrow with a high about 18 degrees. The outlook fine and dry for the rest of the week, but still rather cool in the mornings and at night. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. Currently at the observatory, it's 15 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 68%, and the cold weather warning is in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The MTR Corporation has announced that it will provide overnight train services on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, except for on the Airport Express and Disneyland Resort lines. Services on the Island Line, Chunwan Line, Kundong Line and East Rail Line will be stepped up from 8 p.m. on both dates. Overnight services had been suspended for two years on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve due to the pandemic. The corporation added that it will run more trains starting in the afternoon on Thursday, the winter solstice, one of the most celebrated Chinese festivals. In addition to announcing the primary health care blueprint today, health authorities also unveiled plans to set up a strategic purchasing office and a primary health care commission to consolidate resources and coordinate medical services. Permanent Secretary for Health Thomas Chan was asked whether these services would overlap with those provided by the Department of Health. About setting up the strategic purchasing office and the primary health care office, we are not, strictly speaking, starting from scratch. We have been launching and conducting various public-private partnership and subsidized primary health care programs. As regards the overlap with the Department of Health, there are a number of services under the Department of Health which uh, falls into the realm of primary health care. And these services will be progressively put under the umbrella of the Primary Health Care Commission so as to allow future primary health care service delivery to be better coordinated. The government has called on people to stay away from drugs like cannabis when traveling during the festive season. The Narcotics Division of the Security Bureau said travelers may come across cannabis in places where control of the drug has been relaxed, adding that drugs can be offered in the form of food or drinks or even as skin care products. Officials said people should not take the risk of consuming such products or bringing them back to Hong Kong. The SAR is listing CBD as a dangerous drug starting from February the 1st, and any products containing CBD will be prohibited. An alliance of patient groups has urged the government to provide special injections for patients with weak immune systems, saying they're unable to produce antibodies after getting COVID jabs. The Hong Kong Alliance of Patients organizations surveyed over 200 of these patients in November. It says some people, including blood cancer patients and organ transplant patients, may have lower antibody levels or even show no response to the COVID vaccines. Government vaccine advisor Ivan Hung says these special injections do not require patients to generate antibodies themselves. He said such jabs are used in public hospitals for high-risk patients only. What we hope to do, of course, is to extend the coverage to others who are also high-risk patients on chemotherapy or biologics or patients on dialysis who will benefit from these monoclonal antibodies. 
Health officials have reported 15,383 new COVID infections, including 863 imported cases. Another 39 patients with COVID have died. Four newly elected lawmakers have been sworn in at an oath-taking ceremony in the Legislative Council. The ceremony was administered by Chief Executive John Lee. William Wong, a Chinese University engineering scholar, had to retake his oath after the LegCo Secretariat's General Secretary, Kenneth Chan, told him some words in his oath had been unclear. Another newly elected, the other newly elected legislators are DAB's party, Chan Wai, Sorry, DAB parties Chan Wing Kong, Adrian Ho, the New People's Party, and Shanghai Long from an artificial intelligence firm. Mr. Shang, whose mother tongue is Mandarin, chose to take his oath in Cantonese. Cantonese is a local language, right? So all people here can very clearly and loudly to, to know what I mean. Several labor unions have urged the government to speed up legislation that increases penalties for employers who neglect occupational safety following a spate of recent fatal industrial accidents. The call was made by representatives from the Hong Kong Federation of Trade Unions Occupational Safety and Health Association, who petitioned outside the central government offices this morning. The association's vice chairperson, Ip Wai Ming, said stiffer penalties were needed as a deterrent. It is not in love. So we want the government to pass the Occupational and Safety Health Amendment. We want the amendment can give stronger deterrent to the employers, especially who ignore the occupational safety and health. The Royal Navy in Thailand has been conducting a search and rescue operation after one of its warships sank yesterday. 78 sailors have been rescued, but nearly 30 more are missing. The BBC's Jonathan Head reports from Bangkok. The Thai Navy says that the corvette, the HTMS Sukhothai, was patrolling off the coast of southern Thailand at night when it encountered heavy seas, which resulted in water swamping the electrical system and disabling the engine. Another Navy ship came alongside to assist, but was unable to prevent the corvette from taking on more water and eventually sinking. Thailand's royal palace says Princess Bajra Kitiaba is in stable condition in hospital after losing consciousness last week. A statement said machines were keeping her vital organs functioning. Religious services have been held across Thailand to pray for the health of the Thai king's eldest daughter. She is one of three children eligible for the throne. A poll by Elon Musk on whether he should quit as Twitter's CEO showed the majority of participants voted for him to leave the post. The margin was 15 percentage points. The billionaire entrepreneur had earlier promised to abide by the poll's results. Nearly 18 million Twitter users took part. Mr. Musk has been in charge for a turbulent few weeks. Countries at a United Nations Biodiversity Summit in Canada have approved a deal to protect nature worldwide with the planet's ecosystems under threat from colossal environmental damage. It follows marathon talks that extended late into the night. The Canadian host of the conference, Stephen Gilbell, welcomed the deal. Tonight, Mr. President, together we take a bold step forward to protect nature to protect the air that we breathe. And for that, Mr. President, we are extremely grateful. The agreement seeks to place 30% of the planet under protection by the end of the decade. It also aims to improve indigenous people's rights. Environmental groups have called the deal historic, but some African countries objected to the text and the procedure of its adoption. 
Says, Indonesia says two baby Javan rhinos have been born at a national park on Java Island. The Environment Ministry uploaded footage of one of the babies trudging alongside a much bigger animal in a forested area. The minister said the births would ensure rhino populations kept rising. Javan rhinos are one of the world's most endangered species. They're distinguished by one single horn and were once found throughout Northeast India and Southeast Asia. Today, they're among the most threatened of the five rhino species, mainly due to poaching. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has survived a challenge to the ANC leadership despite being damaged by a scandal involving, involving cash hidden in his sofa. Here's the BBC's Nomsa Maseko. South Africa's rand strengthened by 2% against the U.S. dollar following President Cyril Ramaphosa's victory. He defeated former Health Minister Zuelim Kiza by 579 votes. After a weekend of lobbying and horse trading, loud cheers and a chorus of songs supporting Mr. Ramaphosa filled the hall as results were announced while those who supported his competitor were left disappointed. This victory for Mr. Ramaphosa means he faces the mammoth task of reuniting the deeply divided governing party, tackling youth unemployment, and also dealing with the ever-present electricity blackouts. High court judges in London have ruled that the government's policy of deporting asylum seekers to Rwanda is lawful. But one of them said the Home Secretary should reconsider the circumstances of eight claimants whose cases were brought to court. Plans to remove people to the Central African nation had been challenged by refugee charities, unions, and an injunction by the European Court of Human Rights. The government introduced the policy earlier this year, saying it would discourage migrants from attempting to enter Britain by crossing the channel from France. The issue of irregular migration is toward the top of the government's agenda. And to sport, and Lionel Messi has been acclaimed as possibly the greatest footballer of all time after the Argentine captain led his team to victory in a breathless World Cup final. In Argentina, hundreds of thousands of fans have been celebrating. The BBC's Dan Rowan reports. After surely the greatest final in World Cup history, this will always be remembered as Lionel Messi's tournament. The talismanic Argentina captain's pursuit of the ultimate prize had come to define him. Fulfilling football destiny in his final World Cup game elevated him to the pantheon of all-time greats alongside Brazilian icon Pelé and his compatriot Diego Maradona, the man with whom he's so often been compared and who led Argentina to their last world title 36 years ago. And the top stories once again. The government proposes setting up a special office to regulate crowdfunding. Health officials announce a new primary health care blueprint. And a med- medical expert calls for a mechanism for cross-border organ donations. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling it's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple-colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time And to one and all, a good evening. Welcome to Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music just to kick back and relax. So if you'd like a song... You send me an email, radiopete at gmail is the way to go about it. Good old mixture tonight, including the five satins, Louis Armstrong, Andy Williams, and first up for you tonight is a song from Doris Day. Together at last. 
Secret love. 